This is your Chargers linebacker, Dayon Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dale Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by You know what? Today, who cares? It is a great day. It is a great day for Chargers fans everywhere in what seems like the 84-year wait of Harbaugh Watch has finally come to an end on January 24th, 2024. The Chargers have made it official as they have brought back Jim Harbaugh after years in the college section and bringing him back to the NFL he is now the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. A new day and a new era has dawned for this franchise. Dan Wolkenstein, let me hear it because you were in the shower when this news broke. I was calling you repeatedly. You come out of the shower, your phone is completely blown up, and you're like, what the hell is happening? Let's hear it. I legit think I might cry. I'm not, I'm not, I can't explain how these feelings are overwhelming me right now. Chargers fans, Jim Harbaugh is your new Los Angeles Chargers head coach. Steering the ship. We have so many people here in the comments here. This is getting crazy, and for good reason. Chargers fans have been in their feelings for what feels like months years waiting on all this Chargers news. We heard rumors about Jim Harbaugh and bam, Jim Harbaugh was not let out of the building today, was swooned yesterday, possibly went out to dinner. And today we just got word within minutes, Chargers head coach, Jim Harbaugh. We have so many comments in here. I can't even get to all these. So I'm just going to start flowing through these because look at the excitement from these Chargers fans. My cheeks. <laughs> Dan was so happy that he actually ended up clicking out of the chat. That's how happy he was. <laughs> Give him a second to go. Yeah. yeah. What happened? You're, you're so damn happy. You're just taking yourself out of the chat right now. I hit the wrong button. I apologize. Look, we have so many people in here right now. Uh, Emilio, I'm losing my mind. We've got who's got it better than us from Kevin Bolt. TF up. We look, Jake, Chargers fans, let us know what you think about this. Obviously, big day understatement for Chargers fans, for Chargers organization, for the history of this franchise, for Dean Spanos, for Justin Herbert. Everybody 
related to this Chargers team. This is probably the biggest day in Chargers history in terms of culture shift in one moment. In one moment. I'm kind of at a loss. Where do you even go from here other than the fact that Chargers fans have gone through so much shit over the past, you can say, a couple years, couple decades, you name it. This is the one, since I have been a fan, and since I have covered this team, I have never seen a fan base, national media, local media, even hell, opponents' media, so in unison and so in agreement of a head coach that is best fit for a team like we're seeing now with Jim Harbaugh, and now it is a mother-effing reality. The Chargers, Dean Spanos, got it done. And we'll get into all of the specifics and whatnot, but, Jake, that's my feeling. I'm trying to contain myself. It's not working. When you saw it, I know everyone talks about their thumbs are sore from refreshing over the last couple days, couple weeks, but, Jake, you heard my emotions. Let's hear yours. There should be no ceiling on how Chargers fans' (laughs) emotions are coming out right now. There should be nothing limiting them for the amount of... excitement that is coming through their pores. What you said it best, Dan, what this franchise has been through from the standpoint, if you took it all the way back to Marty Schottenheimer in terms of a coach that has that type of moxies, that has that type of a presence with their players, what they can obviously produce in terms of results go. And then from the standpoint, obviously what it's done to chargers fans just since the season has ended. I've tried to tweet it out as best as I could. This situation on the Harbaugh watch turned every single Chargers fan into Sherlock Holmes because there was so much information, so much disinformation, rumors that he was back in Michigan. That was quickly debunked. He's still in the Chargers facility. This is the contract number. All these GMs that have alignment with him, everything comes to a head this afternoon. The Chargers just posted... Who's got it better than us? All caps. I I specifically liked how they just basically tweeted out the graphic of the Vatican with the white smoke coming out. It's like, it's done. It's done. And as I put out from our handle, Dan, at the Independence Day clip, mainly aimed at Dean Spanos, he did it. The son of a bitch did it. (laughs) I legitimately, I cannot even... I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for this. And we'll, I'll share my screen here in a bit so we can kind of go through some of these tweets and messages from people uh, on Twitter and on X because, look, this is a big deal. And you mentioned kind of like last year, last few years, how much of a struggle it's been. The opportunity, the chance to get a Jim Harbaugh, like immediately it was like, what 2023 season? But, oh, 2024. Here we go. We're good to go. I cannot explain to you how big this is. I don't even need to, honestly. Looking at the chat, how many people are going through and going crazy? Yes, Jimmy, agree with you here. Let's give Dean Spanos some credit. Let's go here for a second, Jake. Before we get to like all of the minutia here, we talked about this many times and how important, how critical, and how much of an opportunity that this is for Dean Spanos to counter all of the noise, all of the narratives, all of the butt of the jokes 
all all of that, all of the charges being cheap, irrelevant in LA, can't get a headline guy, can't find a winner, they can't make a mark in L, like all of those things immediately in the rearview mirror. Dean Spanos can hold the biggest cigar party right now and just laugh at everyone. That doesn't dismiss what has happened in the past, but it does dismiss currently that this Chargers team is cheap. It dismisses that. That's gone. Dismisses irrelevant. That's gone. Go look at your social media feeds right now. You tell me who's irrelevant. Dean Spanos. So many people were clowning you, even the last couple of weeks, telling you you were going to charge her and you messed this up. You let them walk out the building and they're never going to get him. And Michigan's going to win. You shut them all up. You shut them all up. People are going through scrubbing accounts real quick right now because they got a lot of stupid stuff they put on social media the last couple of weeks. And Dean Spanos hopefully is sitting there enjoying the hell out of this. And we both know this is a lot of freaking work. And it's not just Jim Harbaugh that's happening right now. But that's what we're talking about. The story There's more than that. But Man, it broke. And it broke today. The second day of the second interview we put out earlier, typically two-day second interviews rarely are bad and are almost always incredible. And here we are. Dan, we talked about this. We talked about this when John Spanos was giving his end-of-season presser shortly after Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco had been let go. And him going through as far as what the criteria for the next head coach was going to be, the extensive search, the wide net that they were going to cast in this circumstance. And I remember talking to you because I went back to, I took some of his quotes that he had said during that press conference. And I even went back to the press conference that he had said during the search when it was for Brandon Staley. And there were a lot of similar things that he had said between both press conferences. And we had talked about this because we were thinking to ourselves like, okay, you know, everything that he's saying right now is good, but is it, is it all for show? Is he basically just trying to make it seem like they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that this hire is the right hire and credit to them. Dan, they went through a shitload <laughs> of head coaching candidates, more extensive search than they have done at least that I can remember, every other head coaching search, whether it was Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, Brandon Staley, was all under 10. They didn't interview more than 10 candidates in any one of those searches. This was in the middle double digits, as far as what we were talking about here. And the extensive, the how much they went to it in terms of diversification from experience, possible first-time head coach, exper- uh, you know, experienced veterans that you've had, both now in the college ranks and pro, different cultures, different buildups, they cast about as wide of a net as you could possibly think of. So I understand that Chargers fans in general are very indifferent apart as far as their feelings towards the Spanos and his family, and John Spanos, Dean Spanos, whatever you want. But in terms of this search, this hire, this is huge. And they did exactly what they said they were going to do. And it all paid off at the end. They actually landed the bird. Per Jeremy Fowler, the Chargers have not made a decision on general manager yet, but are narrowing the field. Giants assistant general manager Brandon Brown interviewed today. So that is still TBD. Jake, we have a Michigan fan. And I was actually curious about this a couple weeks ago when I was thinking about it. When Justin Herbert 
was drafted. A whole bunch of Oregonians, Pac Northwest, became Chargers fans. I'm wondering what the, when the dust settles, how many Michigan fans are going to become Chargers fans after the feelings kind of mm-hmm. subdue. I, I Michigan wouldn't fan go here as- says Michigan fan alum here. Sad to see Harbaugh go. He's done more than enough for Michigan already. Looking forward to cheering him up in the NFL now. Michigan is, I think, going to be in in a good spot, even with Jim Harbaugh leaving. Um, the culture that he has created over the past eleven years and being there is they're going to be they're, they're going to be fine, in my opinion. But just to have this moment, this individual coming back, when you look at the track record of everywhere that he has had success, both at the college and the pro ranks. I mean, you just, you can't get any better than this, Dan, you can't get any better than this. And we're talking about, you know, reports were coming in at the 11th hour that Michigan was trying to give him everything that he wanted. And, you know, the, the, the show cause clause that they were going to try to put in there, you know, just, just try to sway him. And this is a, this is, this is a body (laughs) of water that Jim Harbaugh has dipped his toe in for the past two years. He did it with the Vikings two years ago. He did it with the Broncos last year. And everything just seemed different. All of those stars were just aligning to say if he was going to return to coaching, it was going to be this year. And then just everything that we've seen, every piece of information that has come out over the past two and a half, three weeks since the national championship game concluded, it just always felt this way. But we were never going to buy into it until we saw those actual words in the announcement come down. This is a great day for this fan base. This is a great day for this team moving forward. And now, obviously, we're going to be talking about more individuals coming to join Jim Harbaugh, one of which, hoping to hear some news as it relates to Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter on what's going to take place on that front. You have to believe that these last 24 to 36 hours have been details as far as who's going to come in and make up this staff with Jim Harbaugh along with the GM decision, of course. But this is phenomenal, Dan. You can't feel any better than this. I feel the pulse of the entire Chargers fan base right now. You deserve to take this moment, go out, run with it. Whatever it is that you're doing, go sell it. Look, look, Chargers fans, we are all in this together. And to see what the Chargers have gone through, and to see what has been clearly and so drastically missing from this organization from the top down. I'm not even just talking about a coach. I'm not talking about a GM. I'm talking big picture. Like many people, many of us have been looking at this Chargers team desperate, and we have been wanting this team to be successful and to be competent and to be physical and to be successful and to be consistent and to be smart. And to be feared. Tough and rugged was a term that was used. They weren't that. The culture of this Chargers team has been desperately needing to be fixed. And words have been said. Many have tried to fix that. But there is a reason the term Charger is a verb. People talk about to Charger because they've done it. So many times. And that was being used when talking about this Jim Harbaugh stuff. Chargers go to Charger. They're going to find a way to screw this up. Drop the bag. He's going to go to Atlanta. He's going to go back to Michigan. Whatever. When is the last time? I challenge anyone. Find me a singular day 
more impactful to the franchise than today. There is none. And we don't know if this is going to work out with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, if I'm a betting man, I say it does. He hasn't failed anywhere. But all of the evidence points to Jim Harbaugh's success at fixing franchises in a hurry, fixing culture, identity, physicality, success, championships now, by the way. That's what Jim Harbaugh brings. Yes, er, yes, relevance, obviously. Yes, you now have an AFC West with Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and then the guy in the Raiders, which, by the way, shout out to Tom Telesco and Pierce for getting together. I'm, <laughs> Chargers fans are loving that. You can't overstate how crazy this day is for Chargers fans. And honestly, I'm excited for the fe people in the building. Because they've gone through hell these last, you can say, 10 years for Telesco being here. You can go before that, AJ Smith, even back to the 94 Super Bowl. Like, it's been a long road to relevancy. Even with Marty Schottenheimer here, 14 and 2, like fighting uphill battles. A am I overstating this? No. No. No, Dan. You're not overstating it. Like I said, this Chargers fan base, I mean, you even you even take Marty, for example. It's like Marty took the Chargers to 14 and 2 back in 2006. And you look at that and and you say, like, okay, that was really the the best squad that should have gone on in the playoffs. And unfortunately, Marty's reputation at that point in time is that when it came to the playoffs, you know, he just couldn't get over that hump. And then North Turner took over a talented roster. It was kind of like when Barry Switzer took over the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys. It was kind of it kind of just felt like that. And you still had some years of playoff sustained success, but nobody was over the moon that North Turner was coming in to coach this team. And that was based off of his reputation, regardless of the fact of how many years that he had been in the NFL. And then the GM switch happens. Then it's Mike McCoy. It's the first time GM. It's the first time head coach. Fortunately, you don't have the years of success that you were planning on getting there. You transitioned to Anthony Lynn. You had 2018, which was that nice playoff run that you had. And fortunately, it didn't last that long. Then you transitioned to Brandon Staley, and things just really didn't go right. So, Dan, even, even I just I can't remember a head coaching higher. And obviously now bigger nowadays with everything with social media, everything's going to get blown up more. But to have this level of excitement around a situation like this for a fan base that has been craving success, there is no overstating this. I'll say it again. There's no overstating it in this circumstance. This is a, this is a huge day. It's a huge moment. And it's a great day for Chargers to go out and celebrate this, to talk football. Dan, I would love to get to some of these questions here in the comments yes. just in terms of getting everybody's perspective, how they're feeling. <laughs> Let us have it because All right, so, this, yeah, is your, I, this is your show today. Yeah, so if you have questions, send them our way. We'll try to go rapid fire through these. We have so many. Jake, as I go through some of this, you go into these comments and just start flowing through some of these too. While... One thing is kind of interesting also, just as a little nugget. Justin Mello, friend of the show, 
look at these chart. Look at these head coaching inter- or head coaching selections so far. We got the Titans get Brian Callahan. Okay. Raiders Antonio Pierce. Okay. Which was deserved? Which was side note, Which was deserved from that? Agreed. Agreed. Which was deserved for him. And then the Chargers come over the top with Jim Harbaugh. There are names like Ben Johnson, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Dan Quinn. Haha. Um, which, by the way, Dan Quinn's name no longer gets to get talked about <laughs> in Chargers fandom because, good lord! I remember once that the Cowboys Packers game concluded. I don't remember hearing a peep about Dan Quinn's name <laughs> after, after that. It just went completely dark after that game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is absolutely a record. I think we got about fifteen hundred folks live just in YouTube alone. That does not include Facebook or X or anywhere else that this thing's going on. Uh, LAFB.com. So yeah, this is going to be a fun one, Jake. The Chargers legit got the number one guy on the market, and you could argue the number one guy over the past. When's the last time a head coach was a bigger name than this? You could maybe Sean Payton, maybe, but I don't think that was more than this. I think it was different from the standpoint of what was needed to acquire Sean Payton that you could say in the bigger picture that that may have been a big swing for Denver when they did it. It's Dan, it's so weird, the timing. Look at, just in the last couple of weeks, the shift in college and, and pro coaching. Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, <laughs> now Jim Harbaugh. It's just, look at the whole change of this dynamic in just a matter of weeks is crazy. You, I mean, just in general, with this head coaching crop and the openings that you had, I, I don't remember a head coaching group in any offseason that, that looked like this with some of the head coaches that were surprisingly let go. <laughs> we have uh, Daniel Jeremiah here. Make no mistake, the Chargers have an identity now. <laughs> when is the last time we've seen that? Like, I can't feel my face right now. This is crazy. This is actually crazy that like the Christmas, the Hanukkah, the whatever it is that people celebrate. You woke up in the morning, the cookies and the carrots are gone and Jim Harbaugh's in the gift wrapped and ready to go. And he's here. He is the Los Angeles Chargers. This is not a hope. This is not a hopefully I wish it's not a dream. Like this is now the reality. And I think a lot of people here in the comments are saying this. Like, I'm still shocked about this. Ricky says, I'm shocked. Honestly, don't even know how to react. Hunter, fired up. Bolt up, bolt up, bolt up, bolt up, bolt up. Creative Chrome. Dan and Jake, let's effing go. Training camp's going to be packed. Dude, training camp's going to be off chain. You talk about a new way to ring in a new training camp facility. (sighs) You just did it. Yep. Uh, Mustafa asked, does Harbaugh have a lot of swing in the front office? Short answer. Look who was in the office today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think he's had a, he's going to have his fingerprints on most likely GM, maybe assistant GM head. I would say assistant head coach, possibly offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, possibly special teams coordinator, analytics, player personnel, all that. He's going to have swing in. Not necessarily the end-all be-all, 
but he absolutely is going to be in that room, evidenced by Brandon Brown having a second interview today with Jim Harbaugh in the building with him. That's how this works. That's why it's so massive that they got Jim Harbaugh because everything else falls under like the Harbaugh scheme, the Harbaugh strategy, the Harbaugh way. Alan Wong says, about time Spanos pays off for a good coach. And look, it's true. That's why a lot of people question if it was actually going to happen because it hasn't happened. And now it happened. AXC, I, I can't keep up with these comments. They're going so fast right now. Uh, somebody asked about uh, GM candidates. James, get into this for a second. Brandon Brown, second one, happened today. Now, the Chargers, we talked about this, evidenced by how the Chargers handled this whole thing. The Chargers are very, very smart in how they do things, specifically keeping things under wraps until the very end. And so just because we've seen or heard Brandon Brown is in for a second interview doesn't mean that other guys haven't. Easily could be on the back burner, could be in the pocket. We have no idea. But guys that I think are probably on the top of the list, in my opinion, obviously Brandon Brown, assistant GM for... The Giants, previously with the Eagles for a while, also was with the Colts, I believe. Yep. Ian Cunningham, we've talked about at length on this show. It's probably 1A, 1B for you and I. Ed Dodds, we've talked about for a long time here. All these guys have connections to Jim Harbaugh, by the way. Ed Dodds, big with the Colts. Tons of experience there. Ian, Ian Cunningham, current assistant GM for the Bears, came from the Eagles. Tons of experience there. Those are probably the three dark horses. Who knows? You can go Joe Hortiz from the Ravens. You can go. Yeah. Sorry. Schefter, Schefter just tweets. Chargers are giving former Michigan head coach Jim Har Harbaugh a five-year deal. Five-year deal. So it's probably going to be five-year eight. I'm going to guess five-year. They said between that. I said, I said, 18, and 18 I said 17 mark. previously. I'm going to go 18. I'm going think it's going to be five-year, $18 million deal. It makes it $90 million total. And there's probably going to be a kicker, some stipulation in there, where let's say he wins or something happens, that can get escalated to 10. Who knows? But five-year deal for Jim Harbaugh. Unreal. Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Jake, other than those... GM candidates. Any other ones that you could see? I think it's a little bit telling today that Brandon Brown's kind of the indicator as far as all this work that the Chargers are doing. Remember, they they interviewed nine GMs, eight external candidates, nine if you include JoJo Wooden. And again, they did another extensive search in this circumstances. But four of them in particular had connections with Jim Harbaugh. Brandon Brown obviously being one. Ian Cunningham, Ed Dodds, Joe Hortiz being the other three. Now, much like it was with the Raiders situation, in the, as far as timeline goes, when they announced the, the hiring of Pierce, everybody thought it was either going to be Champ Kelly or Ed Dodds news that was going to be immediately following that. But you didn't get that for a couple of days. And then Tom Telesco came in on Monday, 11th hour decision, and he ends up getting the job. So I do not think that even though Brandon Brown was in the building today. Very fitting, obviously, the, for the and good timing for the fact that Jim Harbaugh also in the building. But I don't think that this search is done yet. 
I don't think this search is done yet. Now that you officially have pen to paper with Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, I think that this is a search that you could see pan out for the rest of the week. Possibly an announcement come on that in the next few days. But if it is Brandon Brown, they obviously want someone in general that has synergy and connection with Jim Harbaugh. Let's listen to Brad for a second. Do us a favor. Hit the like and subscribe. We got a lot of people here who have not been here. Clearly, we have some Raiders fans in here who are really excited about the Chargers uh, news. We have some Michigan fans in here. So if you guys want to tune in to some more Chargers talk, we talk all things Chargers, whether it's NFL draft, free agency, preseason, regular season, head coaching news and hires. We got you covered. Hit that like and subscribe. Uh, Dave Johnson comes in here. It's not a, it's not the Spanos giving the money that surprises me as, as much as them giving the control. Bingo. It was never about the money, in my opinion. And it was never about Dean Spanos specifically giving up control. That was never in question to me. You heard a lot of rumors and reports about there being like conflicts of leadership not wanting to give up control, whatever. Like that's not a Dean Spanos conflict. That is beneath Dean Spanos. But in the end, it is up to Dean Spanos as the chairman, as the czar, if you will. It's his team. He does what he wants to get the rest of his family or executive or leadership, whoever, to fall in line. Sure, John Spanos probably lost some privileges. He lost some responsibilities, I would guess. But for the betterment of the franchise, whether you talk success in the field or money in their pockets, it's for the right reasons. That's the discussion that Dean Spanos and John Spanos or A.G. Spanos or whoever, that's the tricky one. Because as much as you want to say about these guys don't know what they're doing or they don't have success or what. A, their family. B, they've been doing it in a while. And C, it's their team. Imagine telling you, imagine somebody telling you, you suck at your job and you shouldn't be doing it anymore because the other guy is better than you. Like, honestly, it, I would listen to why. <laughs> I would say, okay, what's, what's the reason? What am I doing wrong? That's how I would have reacted. <laughs> so it's not the money. You hear a lot of people say that. It's just another dollar bill, whatever. It's the control. And the fact that they recognized that things needed to change organizationally, that was the kicker. And once I once started seeing that the charges were open to that, then you start getting excited. And then it just became Chargers versus Michigan. Because at the end of the day, if you decide to go to Michigan, there's nothing the Chargers could have done. More money isn't going to help. More power isn't going to help. He just would want to go back. But they kept it happen. Kevin Kernick says, this move had to happen. Owners gave Dean a free stadium in LA, basically, literally $1 a year for rent. Dean had pressure to step up on the plate, not only for his fans and his business, but also to be a player amongst the other 31 owners. True. Also, let's not get it twisted. Dean Spanos is investing money now, but this will pay huge dividends. As we continue, you know how much of an increase in value this Chargers franchise is going to have now solely because of Jim Harbaugh now being here. We're talking butts in the seats, merchandise, you name it. The valuation of this is going to go crazy. So exciting times. Uh, Jake, what, am I missing questions? we got someone in here talking about JH, but JH, I know there's going to be branding stuff galore. 
hey, about the Herbaugh. I like the, I like the JH initials, baby. Yeah, <laughs> keep, like, that's like a, the pre- that's like a they're gonna have like the Daniel Jeremiah, like the shirt he has with he and I forget who it was. I think it's him and Bucky Brooks, but it's gonna be like Harbaugh to Herbert for president, twenty twenty four, whatever. Perfectly timed, by the way. Um, Dan, let's talk about this a little bit because I know I've seen some comments in here, just people talking about you know making projections as far as people on the staff, what it's gonna look like. Heavily rumored about Jesse Minter coming over from Michigan with with Jim Harbaugh. Yes. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Would be absolutely stoked if that ends up happening from a defensive standpoint. People have been asking, you know, is, is it going to be Greg Roman? What's going to happen with Kellen Moore? You know, protect Ryan Ficken at all costs. <laughs> I think it's extremely telling that when you see that the Chargers blocked both Kellen Moore and Ryan Fitkin from interviewing. Now, I think Ryan Ficken is more of a lock to stay with this team based on the results than what we saw last year. Kellen Moore, I kind of, my thought process on it when that announcement came down was I think that he was, they wanted to keep him just from the standpoint until they got the head coaching search worked out. And there were reports out there that Jim Harbaugh had actually requested that Kellen Moore actually stayed. Don't know if those are exactly true. I know some people were indifferent as it relates to what Kellen Moore brought to this offense last year. It didn't really give you the results that you were looking for. But I think that these are some pieces that you're starting to say can put together. And personally, as it relates to just the rest of the coaching positions, don't be surprised if you see a full turnover. I mean, maybe say 85, 90% of the coaching staff. I wouldn't be surprised. If they are giving Jim this much control, I'm sure he's going to dissect it. I'm going to, I'm sure he's going to look at it and say what worked well, and he will retain that. But the things that needed to be changed specifically in the trenches, he will look to upgrade, especially when it relates to coaching. I'm curious to see how quickly you start finding out the dominoes. I think you're probably, I think next step's going to be GM most likely. Although that's the, that's the kicker when you get someone like Jim Harbaugh is it could, we could easily find out that they're going to be doing that, like that Minter comes, like Greg Roman comes before we find out a GM thing, because all of it kind of go in, goes hand in hand with Jim Harbaugh, because like Jim Harbaugh is like the head of this. And then you kind of work accordingly. There was a question here. What do you think about Daniel Jeremiah being a GM? Obviously, would love it. But he said publicly, it's not happening. And I have my own personal feelings about it. Daniel Jeremiah makes the NFL draft coverage that much better. So when you took Mike Mayock away, that was kind of a little bit of a piece because they had a good you know, camaraderie between the two of them. I'm like, oh, man, that's a bummer. I, I, I enjoyed listening to Mike Mayock. But don't take Daniel Jeremiah away. <laughs> It's it's one of the only good things as far as the overall draft coverage between ESPN and the NFL Network. Don't don't take him away. Girthy guitarist says the Raiders getting Tom Telesco made it all even better. LOL. I like Tom Telesco as a person. Great family man. I've talked to him a few times. Good dude. But we have talked at length about what has happened that has crippled this Chargers franchise and why it's in such a hole right now from a roster construction point of view. To see him go to the Las Vegas Raiders 
And yeah, he's gotten some great draft picks and, you know, Derwin James and Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa and Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. Like, yes. But it's not just about drafting players, which there's a big question mark there. It's also about developing players and it's also about retaining players. Those are like the three, I would say, big pillars. You could argue none of the three. He did great rounds one through seven. And then to see him go to the Raiders, you're kind of like, oh, well, all right, they're not trading back ever. Cool. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, question in here. Let's go this real fast. You and I talked about this before. Does the Harbaugh signing, asked Brennan Oakley, give us an indication of where we go at five? Does the fact tight end being such a vital role in the Harbaugh system, does Bowers jump to the top of our board now? Jake, literally an hour ago, you and I were talking, and I said, in my opinion, if Jim Harbaugh's the guy, I think it is far more likely they go Brock Bowers than they go Malik Neighbors. As much as that kind of pains me, because I am such a Malik Neighbors fan, or just wide receiver at five in general, go back and watch how Michigan, Stanford, 49ers, Teams one. I would say, Dan, I think there's actually a greater chance that the Chargers could address the trenches at five now. Now, I know. Then what? Then what? Then wide receiver? Then a skill position player, whether it's a wide receiver or a tight end. Now, I'm not saying that to obviously bring the mood down a little bit because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think, I personally don't believe that that's the right move to do. Nor does Dan, nor does a number of this fan base. We just had the Malik neighbors brought. Bowers discussion as far as the kind of the dichotomy and we did a little mini mock draft if you if you go one what's left if you go the other what's left but Jim Harbaugh likes to build within the trenches Dan so if that means that the Chargers trade out of five and build it from there oh I'm totally okay with that which is why the GM piece is so interesting right now somebody brought up I, actually, I, I can't remember the reporter who it was that was representing the Giants from The Athletic, but he had mentioned like just a little nugget here when talking about the possibility of Brandon Brown coming in and being the GM that the Chargers pick one selection right before the Giants. Brandon Brown's very familiar with the Giants draft board. So whoever it is that they could be looking for, for who they select, if Brandon Brown is the guy, you already have a little bit of insider information there. The other thing about Jim Harbaugh coming, and I think people talk about this a lot, is like his pulse on the talent in college right now. Is there really someone with more than Jim Harbaugh? So if it's me, like trading back and giving him and the staff more swings at the plate, knowing how much he knows about these upcoming draft invites, like these prospects, he's been up close and personal. He's seen the Michigan corners. He's seen the Alabama corners. He's seen Ohio State people. Here's a question. LSU. We all, we always talked about it was like almost like foregone conclusion for so many years that Tom Telesco was going to draft a Notre Dame player, whoever that was, each year in the draft. Here's a future over under for you, Dan. Over or under one and a half Michigan players 
does Jim Harbaugh bring to the Chargers? <laughs> I would say, okay, I, I'm going to take door number three, and I'm going to go over. But I'm not. I'm going to say because of the UDFA side, I think there's going to be a bunch of folks That's brought fair. in, or a bunch of options of folks being brought in. Then uh, Charlie Sinclair with the 199 shout out. We did it, guys. Thank you for all that you do. Real quick, Jake, let's go through this because there's a bunch of people that have shouted us out for this. Gregory Estrada with a two dollar donation. Hui Nguyen. Anyone from section 321 in here? If you are from 321, go shout out to. Mr. Nguyen. Andrew was also in the shower. <laughs> Not in my shower. Different shower. <laughs> <laughs> Best shower news ever, says wow. Matthew, says Andrew. And then Matthew, Spanos meant every word of it, not to mention their value just went up. Not wrong. Not wrong. Fubar says this team has a lot of holes and Harbaugh will have inside knowledge of who to draft. Can also see us trading all but a few of our vets to accumulate more picks. That's an interesting one. Does Harbaugh being on the Chargers affect or change who you think stays or goes? The big ticket names with big 2024 cap hits. Remember, wide receiver, edge. Chargers have the top There's two. There's so many holes. The Chargers have the top two cap hits at those positions of any team in the NFL, the top 2024 wide receiver cap hit and the second highest 2024 roster cap hit for wide receiver are on the chargers. Same for the edge position, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all top two paid at their position. Does Harbaugh change who you think would stay versus go? Yes. Yes. I personally will take this Dan is, especially when we're talking about like the draft kind of take, I, I kind of approach it and, and I take this from the standpoint of how much time Harbaugh has spent in college, both at Stanford, Michigan, obviously see the excess success of what he does to the NFL and what San Francisco's record was before he took the head coaching position. I kind of see this a little bit as like the same approach that Jimmy Johnson took when he came out of college and went to the Dallas Cowboys as a head coach, because he wanted to draft the players that he wanted to draft. And I think you're going to see a little bit more of a similar type of feel. Now, whether that's from trading down or making some tough decisions as far as which guys to possibly let go to retool this team, if he, and if it is true that Jesse Minter is coming over to the Chargers team, they're going to remold this into what it is that they want it to be. Now, I'm sure from the players that they end up keeping, the player development is going to be a hell of a lot better than what it was previously as well. Should be, for sure. Uh, Dan says, trade Mac while the stock is high. I will argue you will never have a higher stock price than you do he right has, now for Leo Mac. He has the highest stock of any asset that currently is on the Chargers roster. Not named, not named Justin Herbert. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, easy shot. I believe can't wait to see what our release schedule is going to be this year. Shout out. Thank you for the $5 donation. Yeah, that's going to be wild. Uh, let's see. Fitness says 49ers draft picks round one through three. When Harbaugh was there Two edge, three DBs, a quarterback, wide receiver, two guards, center or two running backs. Excuse me. Guard, center, tight end. So one tight end, 
two linemen, two running backs. So every everything. <laughs> except, except a linebacker. He doesn't draft linebackers early, looks like. Leo says, I bet the Chargers signed Derrick Henry to one year to fill the gap. This is something Jake you and I talked about. We'll talk about this briefly. NFL draft stuff. We talk about how many holes there are to fill in this Chargers roster. And we talk about this current chart, current 2024 draft and the running back prospects and how much running backs are generally on the open market. This might be the year that you see the Chargers maybe do a stopgap and get a couple free agent running backs for cheap. This could be it. Sure, they could easily draft running back, but right now they only have one on their roster that can't even get a lick of playing time in Isaiah Spiller. So they're going to need a few. Dan, I was just thinking about the schedule release. And trust me, the social media group of the Chargers is second to none in the work that Harbaugh they do. versus Harbaugh, by the way. This I mean, I was just trying to like have some mental ideas because the two straight years of the anime schedule release has been absolute fire. <laughs> I was just thinking like, okay, so you incorporate it somehow with Harbaugh. How would you do that? I would be just fine if you set up like 16 huge-ass rocks and just have Harba there with a damn sledgehammer and hit every single one of them when it releases the logo of the team that you're playing and just hit it again and hit it again and hit it again. I'd say, look, that's that's a winner. I would enjoy watching that just to see him do something like that. Very easy, very simple. I'm good with it. Or you can put like him and Justin in one of those like um demolition rooms where he saw Justin like beat up on the TV and stuff, like kind of the same thing. Same thing. I'm down for that. Which GM do you think compliments Harbaugh? Okay, so Jake and I had a lesson about this that we learned personally. When we were talking about head coach and GM candidates, we talked about like who are the best head coaching candidates in isolation, who are the best GM candidates in isolation, which great in theory, not in practice. Because yes, you need a GM with accolades and experience and success and mojo and blah, 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 blah from a successful organization. You need all that. But the fit, the gel, those two together is what matters. And so while Jake and I, I had we both had Peters, number one, if I remember right. Cunningham, I think, was number two for you, was number three for me, I believe. Uh, Borgonzi was in the top five. We had Weidel from the Steelers was there. Joe Hortiz was up there. Dodds was up there. If it was me, best fit. And again, we don't know what these guys are like in a room with Jim Harbaugh. We don't know what that dynamic is like. We don't know that side. So a lot of this is kind of pointless to talk about. But from outside looking in, what looks like the best fit for Jim Harbaugh, in my opinion, seems like Ed Dodds from like a personality type, at least what we've seen publicly and in press conferences. Definitely would and stuff. match up well from a personality standpoint, yes. Ian Cunningham, to me, I think of the three, probably of Cunningham, Brown, and Dodds, Ian Cunningham, to me, I think has the most enticing resume and experience from organizations that are very creative. And he's learned from some of the greats in the NFL, from the Ravens and the Eagles. And then Brandon Brown has been widely talked about him having a very unique relationship with Jim Harbaugh. So those are probably the three. If it was up to me personally, I would do Ian Cunningham or Dodds without knowing what they're like in the room. But that's a big without because that's a very large component of this because they got to work together hand in hand. 
Dan, this was an interesting tweet just dropped now from uh, ESPN Draft Insider Jordan Reed. Uh, he had some quick thoughts on Harbaugh to the Chargers and what that can mean for the number five overall pick. As he says, he is known for building up the trenches, which makes options really interesting. So he has a snippet and basically paragraphs of what he feels about it. So the second paragraph goes into it and says this, quote, Harbaugh and this new regime might be looking for some upgrades there. And I'd keep an eye on Washington's Rome Adunze or LSU's Malik Neighbors at five. Los Angeles could also go with Georgia tight end Brock Bowers or even Notre Dame offensive tackle Joe Alt to shore up their other parts of the offense for Herbert. And don't be surprised if Harbaugh drafts from the Michigan pool. Wolverines receiver Roman Wilson could come off the board late on day two or day three, and he would help this Chargers offense. So, so basically, there's so many possibilities still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, shout out to Frankie. Penn State offensive tackle at five is absolutely the move. Embrace the new identity. Harbaugh, Harbaugh and an elite O-line is a huge identity switch that will last a decade. Shout out for the $10 donation, by the way. Huge, huge thank you. Very grateful. Jake, how would you feel if they went offensive line? I know it's not the sexy pick. Roster construction-wise, they already paid Trey Pipkins. I know it wasn't great, but maybe serviceable. I think you can probably put some band-aids around that to make it a little bit less impactful, but offensive tackle at five? <sighs> Again, the whole theme here is to put pieces around Justin Herbert that are going to make him successful. Yeah. Totally get that, and that should be the correct theme going into this next draft. If it was me personally with Trey Pipkins one year into his deal, obviously 2020, 2022, the 2022 season is what technically secured him his new contract. Out of the years that he was with the team, that was the year that he played best. He had a down year this past year, didn't look good. I think from what you look at collectively with this Chargers team as it relates to this offense, but I also couple this with Dan, their current salary cap situation. Now they're going to find a way out of that. Currently, right now, they're way in the red, and they need to get out of that, and they need to do that by making tough decisions. Would you, real quick, on that note, Raider Raider Romeo, shout out to Raiders fans in here. So Khalil Mack coming back to the Raiders, by the way. Would you trade to the Raiders for? All right, like I, take him for a first round pick. Yeah, take. Hey, him. hey, look, it's it, it would be another interesting in divisional trade that usually doesn't happen. But if there is any player right now that is. You know, aside from Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, that has trade value, this is your best asset right here. But going back to that, Dan, as far as how I would feel about the offensive tackle position, I would think that if Jim Harbaugh came in here and again, we're talking about coaching staffs and what could possibly change here over the next several weeks. I think if you retool that into an area where Trey Pipkins can improve with coaching, with player development, I mean, this offensive line obviously has suffered. You're already going to need one piece of your offensive line in general. You need a center with Corey Lindsley retiring. Will Clapp, serviceable, but you know he's just, at this point in time, he's nothing better than a backup center at, right now. So you need a center. You know that the offensive line needs to be addressed. But as far as right tackle one year into a three-year deal, I'm not sure if that is the right move considering who else is going to be on the board at that time? Again, if you go offensive tackle, I'm fine with trading back. And you're on mute. You can't get upset. Sorry. 
for having a better offensive line. It's not the sexy pick, and it's not going to be what are going to end up on highlight reels. But a lot of people will argue you build through the trenches on the way out. So maybe. Telesco bringing all the good Charger picks with him. Hey, if you I mean, send back over, hey. if you send over the Raiders picks, we'll again we're hey, open but, for business. Before Tom Telesco, you guys were taking all the Chargers players, so <laughs> <laughs> it should be very yes. familiar for him walking into that locker room right now. Yes, um, good center is a possibility. Yes, I agree with you. Probably, if you're looking for a great one, second, third round, maybe fourth. You could probably get a quality one, but. I don't definitely not round one. That's for sure. I would say it has to be addressed no later than day two. Harbaugh and Minter build defense specifically to stop elite dual threat quarterbacks like Stroud. So they're definitely going to compete well with Kansas City now. Minter, a lot of people are underestimating how quality of a candidate he is. And there's a lot of smoke saying that he's going to be the defensive coordinator that goes with him. Go watch how well that defense was coached in that championship game. That defense looked excellent. Specifically, the secondary looked excellent. That's what I'm excited to see is the imprints that the new coaching staff has, not just on talent and roster, but on coaching and adjustments and scheme and in-game play style. They Those guys are ready to play. And you don't really see many guys who are out of position, boneheaded plays. I can't confirm this. Bolt Lounge says Ortiz is coming back for a second interview. I have not seen that. We haven't seen anything on that either. So if that comes through, we'll let you know. But someone's saying it. Someone's asking. Ah, right here. Sorry, right here, Dan. This is Ian Rappaport just a minute ago. Uh, the Chargers will bring Ravens director of player personnel, Joe Hortiz, in for a second in-person GM interview tomorrow. They had Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown in today. All right. Search ain't done. Oh. And here we go again. It's the names that are familiar with Jim Harbaugh. So, and, this is, and, and, they, and this is Jim Harbaugh these guys get to work with. So before you're interviewing these candidates... They don't know who the GMs. They don't know who the coach is going to be. They probably maybe had an inkling that hey, it sounds like they're going to go with Jim Harbaugh. But now these guys are saying, "Oh, I can go work with Jim Harbaugh." Joe Ortiz, czar of a NFL draft expert, twenty plus years with that franchise, learning under Ozzie Newsom for several years moving his way up progressively with that organization. Obviously very familiar with the Harbaugh family in general for how long he's been working with John. I I personally love it. I would love I to love see, it. I would love to see the big four come back. I really would. So Cunningham, we get Cunningham and Dodds. I'd like to see all four of them get a second interview. I personally do not believe, and I know that Brandon Brown was the least of the big four that we talked about on the show. But I personally believe, especially out of the big three, that if any of them is selected, that you're going to make magic. You're going to be able to do something really solid. Yep. The only thing I will say, Ortiz, I know. So he's like, the he's maybe a pseudo assistant GM-ish for Baltimore, but he's not an assistant GM by title. 
So if we're going by titles, all the other candidates, Brandon Brown, Ed Dodds, Ian Cunningham, at least the ones that we like, all of them are at least assistant GMs currently. And so they have experience in that skill set. Ortiz does not, at least via title. Let's see. I can't even keep up with all these. Director of player personnel. Yes, that is who he is currently. Joe Ortiz. Uh, let's see. Born as a Bolts fan, I was a child age 7 to 79, raised by a family Tacoma King, Seattle, Washington Kingdom. Bolts since always my second team. So basically, Pack Northwest, born and raised. Here we are. Man. Ortiz coming back. That's big. I like that they are bringing more guys in. That was I was curious when if that would happen. If we see Cunningham, man, if we see Cunningham come back, I'm about to put up fire alarms, smoke <laughs> signals everywhere because Cunningham and Dodds, I think, are the two. If it was me, I might lean Cunningham from a creativity experience perspective. Dodds purely fit in mindset. Gabriel or Gabrielle, not sure. Ohio State fans might be the only people happier than Chargers fans right now. <laughs> Again, Probably. the entire college coach dynamic changes in one single season. Nick Saban gone, Jim Harbaugh's gone, every other college program going nuts right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. What do you think happens with like what do you think Jim Harbaugh does? Charlie's asking, what do you do with Clinton Johnson? What do you think what Jim you Harbaugh does with him? I mean, you obviously keep that. You obviously know, keep obviously. Johnson, but however this offense is going to work, you have to tool it in a way which obviously Quinn Johnson has work to do that he needs to put in to obviously better himself. But you obviously need to, and this is what we thought was going to happen when Mike Williams went down, and you expected that Quinn Johnson was going to be elevated, see a lot more snaps. That did not happen at the rate that we all thought it was when that took place last year. So not only does he have to better his skill set, but this offense has to know what he's capable of, what he's going to do, and you have to put, put him in that position to thrive in those circumstances. Now, here's the good thing about the Quinn Johnson situation. Because of the, I guess... Un be the word I'm looking for. Lack thereof of a rookie season as it relates to in comparison to other rookie wide receivers that came out. Underwhelming season. Thank you. That was the word. Keenan Allen, you probably bring him back for one more year. Mike Williams most likely is not going to be with this team next year. Joshua Palmer is coming into the final year of his contract next year. You obviously had Darius Davis, but what this now affords you is that you can still go high-profile wide receiver at five because you need to reload that room much faster. You can't wait till after this season to do it. So wide receiver is still a very much a priority. You have to now build this wide receiver crop for the next five years. Yes, real quick, a couple things. One, Will Brinson tweeted, Jim Harbaugh's winning percentages in San Diego, 83%. Stanford, 73%. San Francisco 49ers, 69%. Michigan, 78% with a natty to go along with it. We'll take any of those. Sounds wonderful. A question came in about uh, possible trade-back teams for the Chargers. Jake, this is a fun topic for you. You love these. So pulled up 
Uh, before draft you, tech, before, sorry, before you get into that, Jordan Schultz, just giving a little bit more context on the Joe Horty situation, says that the Chargers still need to hire a GM to work with new head coach Jim Harbaugh. Those around the league have believed that the Ravens, Joe Hortiz, Giants, Brandon Brown, Bears, Ian Cunningham, and Colts, Ed Dodds are the favorites. It remains, <laughs> Jake shooting shot today. It remains an ongoing process. Chargers have worked tirelessly the last several days to get Harbaugh done first. So, Damn. These you, next few days are going to be exciting. You just called your shot. Those are the four. We just said that. Sorry. Con continue with the possible trade-down scenarios. All right. Trade-down scenarios. Again, depends on who the Chargers are wanting to trade with and what those guys are wanting. But... Value number five pick 1700 roughly. So when you trade back, you want to kind of try to equal or maybe get a haul fleece. Some people get back more of a value than 1700. So let's say we want to trade back with a team like Minnesota who might need a quarterback, a team like New Orleans could be in need of a quarterback. Seattle could be in need of a quarterback. The Rams possibly. We don't know how long Stafford's going to be going. You could go down all the way to Tampa Bay needs one. Atlanta, obviously. The Jets could. Who knows? Denver could. The Raiders could. There's, so, there's a bunch of people. But this is who you can possibly trade with. So let's say you go with, let's just go Minnesota for a second. Minnesota, 1250. 1700. So now we got what? Three, 450 Delta. So if you did 1250, 450 gets you roughly a second. Number 45. So let's say you go 45 and 11 for five. Jake, would you trade picks 45 and 11 for the five overall? <laughs> Tempting. Depends on who you, I mean, you're obviously targeting. You'd have to think about what they're targeting at that point in time on who's left quarterback. The they're probably targeting quarterback. If it's Minnesota. If, a, if a quarterback falls that far, if it's Minnesota, you're probably want to get it. I mean, you have to start thinking about it like, okay, if Atlanta still does not have a quarterback that they bring in through free agency, depending on who that is. Yeah. You'll want to leapfrog them. Um, yeah, I would do it. Honestly, I would yeah, do it. I think I would do it too. I would do it from the standpoint, yes, you pick up an extra second round pick, which you can obviously fill that with a skill position player. You could address the trenches big time, whether we're talking defensive line or edge at number 11. Again, the projections as it stands right now, as far as what they are expecting in the top 10 is heavy offense, heavy, heavy offense. So once you start getting just outside the top 10, that's where the run of defensive players are expected to go. Now you're probably going to have one, maybe two that sneak into the top 10 and kind of change everything. Obviously between now and April, there's a lot of things that could obviously change, but yeah, I would take that. Richard B we're wrapping up here. We're probably going to go another, maybe 10 minutes or so, and then we'll wrap up right about here in an hour. There's been so many folks in the comments. If you are new here, uh, hit that like and subscribe, help us out a bunch. Uh, we do all things charges for not only the regular season, but off season, clearly uh, training camp, the draft, free agency, you name it. Uh, Niners fans here, according to Richard B. Congrats to the Chargers. You're getting a great coach. You are now my favorite AFC team. We'll be rooting for you guys unless the Niners are playing the Chargers. Hell, Niners got a big game coming up against the Lions. Who are you taking with that, by the way? Man, 
think about this for a, for just a second because you got to feel for the fan base of Detroit those last two home games that they have had it's just the atmosphere has been insane mm-hmm. let's not let's not forget the NFL draft is in Detroit in April dude <laughs> can you imagine what that place is going to be like if the lions end up taking everything <laughs> or even that just hell hell even going to the, the super bowl, bowl. Even going to the Super Bowl, even if they don't win the whole damn thing, even if they just go to the Super Bowl, that would be awesome. Yep. Niners fans are now supporting the Chargers, which I love. I love that. Uh, Lions, the new Lions. Uh, a lot of people are talking about wanting them to win. The Cho- the, no- the Chargers will no longer be an afterthought in their own city. One of the big reasons why the Chargers went after Jim Harbaugh. We talked about the new vision. We've heard at length about how annoyed that the Spanos family is about some of the, the taglines about them being cheap or uh, irrelevant. They made a graphic on Thursday night football during the Raiders game where they actually wrote out the definition of charging. Like you can't get any lower than that to do that on national television. Oof. Yep. Primetime game. That's humiliating. Yeah, it is. Uh, here's a fun one, Jake. Let's look at some uh, player reaction. <laughs> Dayon Henley. Big Spanos in the kitchen. Fit the biggest walk. <laughs> very, very fitting right there, baby. Just let him cook. Dayon Henley has been retweeting a few things over the past few weeks about a one Jim Harbaugh. So I think he is excited. That is for sure. Uh, Jake, if it was up to you, GM candidate, who are you picking? You know me, dude. Um, I've always been partial to Cunningham, and I'll tell you why. I totally understand the Ed Dodds connection and why that 100% makes sense in terms of personality to personality. That would mesh so well between Harbaugh and Dodds. I think when you look at the Resume that Ian Cunningham brings to the table. Spending time with both the Eagles and the Ravens. So you learn under Ozzie Newsom. You learn under Howie Roseman. Now you've gotten time under Ryan Poles. He also has experience in dealing with tough salary cap situations, which, surprise, surprise, the Chargers just so happen to have to do a lot of work in that over the next couple of months. He also is known for making some trades in the draft. Hmm. The Chargers, lack thereof, have stayed stoic in the draft for the past 11 years and haven't moved a bit unless it's going up. And when they went up, the players that they require did not end up matching up to their value. So look at the trades real quick. Go look at the trades that Poles and Cunningham have done with the Bears alone. The Chargers fans would only dream of. In one season. Yeah, Cunningham would be great. Sorry, go on. Don't look at the team. Look at the resume. Look a little bit more in between the lines as far as what Ian Cunningham has done. And as far as the situation that fits for the Chargers for what they need over these next several weeks. That is why I, I give the edge to Cunningham. Dodds and Hortiz, I believe, would be a close second. I personally think that even if the Chargers ended up going that direction, I, th- I think that, that it's still it's going to be a great fit. Raiders fan in here wanted Dodds and got Telesco instead. 
Uh, who are we taking at five, Jake? If it was you right now, it's Jim Harbaugh as a head coach. Who are you taking, knowing he's a head coach? Well, Dan and I had this discussion already. But now we know it's Jim Harbaugh. We, well, I mean, regardless, it doesn't change how I feel about it. Dan is a huge advocate. Actually, I take that back. We're both huge advocates for making a case for Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers at five. I don't think that you can go wrong with either one of them, to be honest. Now, this wide receiver class, agreed. thankfully for the Chargers, is deep. You can address <laughs> that. Someone tweeted, Harbaugh will actually wish Henley a happy birthday, and I'm cackling. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think you could address the wide receiver skill position when you look at the tight end class. Unfortunately, the tight end class this year is not what it was last year. And everybody expected that the Chargers were going to address the tight ends, you know, group in general, some way. And now you have no idea whether or not Gerald Everett is coming back. Donald Parham, Stone Smart are your only two tight ends just for this upcoming season. Your tight end group in general has been underwhelming since Hunter Henry was here during Justin Herbert's rookie season. You need something to change that dynamic. And in this circumstance with Brock Bowers, obviously, College stats just obliterates all opposing tight ends for what he has done. But from what the Chargers need from a tight end that not only can just be a pass-catching tight end, but a blocking tight end help out in the run game, something that the Chargers have not had in years. Mel Kuyper said it about Brock Bowers best, calling him a receiving entity. This is a weapon that you can build around with Justin Herbert. And again, we're not even talking about bringing in another running back. We're not even talking about what you already have in Keenan Allen and Joshua Palmer coming back and Quentin Johnson's development. Hopefully that goes well. But I think from what you're missing in that tight end room and what you've been missing essentially for the past three years, this is where you need to upgrade it. Yep. A couple, a couple of quick things here. Who will be the next DCU? Fangio? No, I don't think Fangio. He's going to be going to Philly, most likely. It came out today. Um by the way, Brandon Staley might be going to Miami to possibly pair up with his buddy full circle moments. Remember Mike McDaniel was supposedly this ha- Staley's this number ha- one choice. This for coaching off season, this coaching off season right now. <laughs> there are just so many storylines woven. Better into- than Netflix. Yeah. Better than Netflix for sure. Um, yeah. Next DC, probably Jesse Minter. If I, if I was a betting man, I'm probably going with him. Yep. Michigan. Guy already probably coming with him. I think it's a package deal. Uh, let's see. Another one. Who's going to be the OC was a question that came in. Jake? That? We'll find out on that. People people have talked about Greg Roman. I think it's a little bit telling for the fact that the Chargers blocked Kellen Moore from taking an interview with the Chicago Bears. Now, does that necessarily mean that he's staying? Not entirely. Not entirely. But I do think, much like it was with Ryan Ficken, that this could be a sign that Jim Harbaugh at his per request would have been one of the coaches that he would have wanted to retain. How about for some continuity for Justin Herbert, which Mm -hmm. you'd be switching offensive coordinators again after two years with Joe Lombardi, you flipped to Kellen Moore. You're going to be flipping it. What does that say? I can't see it. It just says Chargers news. We agreed to turn with Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) Thanks Chargers. Thank you. (laughs) 
Uh, so as far as offensive coordinator goes, I don't know. I would give the leg up as it stands right now to Kellen Moore, just because you see that type of an indication. But in general, you're going to see a lot of changes on this coaching staff. Dang, it's going to crazy. It's going to be crazy. The, the only one that I hope that the Chargers don't touch is Ryan Fickett, but I believe that they made their intentions known when they blocked him from interviewing weeks ago. So Agreed. It's going to be big. Is there a Jalen Ramsey type DB in the first round? Jalen Ramsey type? No. First of all, Dan and I are going to be getting into this so Jaylen. much when it comes to overall draft talk. I've wanted to talk to the, about the draft since early December. The cornerback class, and everybody obviously has their favorites for who they believe is number one. There are guys with so many different skill sets. And there's a, you know, you could probably see four, maybe five go in the first round, depending on how, how everything falls. Me personally, when we were thinking that the Chargers at the time were projected to draft at 10 or 11, Nate Wiggins yeah. is one that I absolutely love. If you go to round two, Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo has some of the best instincts of any corner in this class. I think the Chargers obviously have to address the cornerback situation because Michael Davis isn't coming back. Asante Samuel Jr., we don't know if he's getting a second contract or not. Jasir Taylor, Dean Leonard, those are question marks at this point in time. You need to reload that secondary. Kool-Aid McKistry, I think, would be solid. Like Trade back, get him. I'm good with it. Arnold, I think, is another one who has such a high ceiling. Um, Kool-Aid McKistry feels like a McDuffie type where his floor, like he just seems like he's going to be such a good corner and I don't think you have to worry about much with him. Maybe the athleticism isn't like as crazy, not to be as blazing fast as some of the other guys, but to answer the question, no, I don't think there's a Jalen Ramsey in this draft. Like, I think that's like a tier above, but the next tier, there's a bunch of guys who could be really good. Uh, Luke Edwards, we just had a conversation about this uh, last episode about kind of NFL draft strategy. If you go wide receiver versus tight end or other first round, if you go Bowers in round one, Rice round two, the kid from USC, I can see them possibly doing that. I love the kid from Alabama. I love the Xavier Leggett. I also like, I also like uh, Adonai Mitchell from Texas. He's a sleeper of mine. Really like him in round two. That'd be sick. Corum, apparently, someone wants him in round three. Could we see a Blake Corum reuniting with a Jim Harbaugh in LA? I said over under one and a half Michigan players. There's there's going to be a plethora to choose from. <laughs> yep. Marit, Mauricio Molina says both the F up. Agreed. Uh, Lassiter might be there in the second round too. Another one who I think would be great for this team. I've said it though. If the Chargers don't get a receiver in round two or one, it's slim pickings. And I don't think they're going to find one that's going to have an impact on this team this year. Saying right now. Let's see. Who else? Terry and Arnold. Brad likes. Agreed. Uh, what do you think about the kid from Iowa? Do you like him? Oh, uh, sorry. I, yes, I, Cooper DeG. I keep picturing putting him in the safety category, but he's just so he's so damn athletic. He is so versatile to where you can put him literally everywhere between corner, safety, 
obviously what he does in the return game. Um, you just talk about an athletic profile and playmaker. He's going to be it. I wouldn't mind it. His from everything that we've heard about him and his testing is going to be off the chart. So, I, I mean, who knows? There's going to be if, if we're looking. If you're looking for, for the Chargers to trade down into into the teens, you specifically switch everything as it relates to your draft board. Everything goes to corner to me. So you could totally see the Chargers address that if they were if they happen to trade back into that point of the draft. Lorenzo doing the Lord's work notifies us new profile pick on X for the Chargers. Jake, look at the new profile picture for the Chargers. Nice. <laughs> nice. There we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We've agreed to terms with Jim Harbaugh to be our head coach. Look how beautiful this looks, by the way. Say it again. Do you believe that? We've agreed to terms with Jim Harbaugh to be our head coach. You got a little signature down there. Oh, do you see that? Look at this. That's thing. pretty. Dang, that's gonna be hung up a lot on a lot of posters for sure. We are gathered here today, says the Chargers. <laughs> exactly. Celebrate the size of his W. <laughs> <laughs> to witness oh, to witness this marriage between this organization and this coach <laughs> so good so good man okay uh let's get to a couple things here maybe go another five minutes and we'll head out uh jake any comments in here you want to get to <laughs> jake looks like he is cosplaying as harbaugh right now i like it i like it thank you for that appreciate that uh, let's see. Dan says, what about the Notre Dame back? Estimate. Audric Estimate. Love him. He was on my list. Day three guy I would love. Again, the, that the, bruising mentality. The running back class is... People have a lot of different opinions about the running back class this year. And and I, I say this because I weighed it, what the, weighed it against what the Chargers had done. Obviously, this isn't last year's class with a Bijan or a Gibbs at, at the top end of it and them going as high as they did. But you look at just, unfortunately, what the Chargers have swung and missed on with the running backs that they have taken under Telesco, Kelly, Roundtree, Spiller, unfortunately, who still is a question mark at this point in time because the coaches wouldn't give him any playing time. You still, you bring, you're supposed to be bringing back Dodson, who lit up the preseason. But it's just, to me... If you drafted Estime while I like Estime, would it be another one of those type of narratives where it's like, okay, here the Chargers another go one. again with another day three running back? That's fair. So I firmly believe that if the Chargers address the running back they situation, need one. Like, what I, I, I know that they need one, but that's why I believe that you may address the running back room in free agency this year as a stopgap option, just given the fact of A, what the priorities are that you have to fill the needs of that are much higher in my opinion. And when are you planning on addressing the running back? So could you draft one? Sure. Do I believe they're going to go out and sign a free agent running back as a one-year stopgap? Yes, I do. Statement just came out. Let's read this live uh, from the chargers. This is a statement from the Spanish family on landing their new head coach. Jim Harbaugh is football personified. And I can think of no one better to lead the chargers forward said owner and chairman of the board. Dean Spanos, the son of a coach, brother of a coach, and father of a coach, 
who himself was coached by names like Schembechler and Ditka for the past two decades, Jim has led hundreds of men to success everywhere they've been as their coach. And today, Jim Harbaugh returns to the Chargers, this time as our coach. Who has it better than us, says Dean. You don't build a resume like Jim's by accident, and you don't do it by yourself, said President of Football Operations John Spanos. You need a team, and nobody has built a team more successfully and repeatedly in recent history than Jim Harbaugh. His former players swear by him, and his opponents swear by him, swear at him, excuse me. Jim is one of one, and we couldn't be more excited to have him back in the Chargers organization as our head coach. His former players swear by him and his opponents swear at him. Fitting. I love that. Fitting. Swear swear at him. Yes. <laughs> you don't build a resume like Jim's by accident and you don't do it by yourself. Nobody has built a team more successfully and repeatedly in recent history than Jim Harbaugh. Nobody. Nobody. No, no. <laughs> that's actually something that I want to see next season when the Chargers win. Bring Jack Harbaugh into that locker room and have him give the who's got it better than us speech because that is it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. What up? Steven gives us a five dollar donation. What about Jacobs or Saquon to fill the running back position? I mean, what money are you going to spend on that? Right. I mean, sure, talent. Love it. Love it. No way. It just yeah, no way. It's, yeah. If I know it's, we're talking about a different regime here in terms of front office, possible spending, how it's going to go. Obviously, the Chargers are handcuffed enough as it relates to this season and what they're going to be able to spend. First of all, you got to get yourself out of the red and out of the salary cap situation you're in. And then how are you going to plug those holes in other situations to where you're going to be able to need? Because if the Chargers, you can't obviously address everything in the draft alone. You're going to have to yeah. pick up one or two free agents to fill some holes. And I believe that running back is going to be one of them, but it's I don't think it's going to be with one of the high-priced prior, pro, profile guys. Harbaugh turns duds into studs in all positions. Jeffries predicts they're going to pick Blake Corum in round two or three. Uh, someone had a question in here. Do you think Eckler has a chance to return? No. No. Interesting. Okay. No. I don't think so either. Um, but affirmative like that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Does Harbaugh allow us to continue all ins? I wouldn't see why I wouldn't see why he wouldn't. But at the same time, it's Harbaugh. <laughs> who, who really knows what the hell is going to happen? Beef Supreme. You Chargers fans are bleeping lucky. Get ready for great football. Richard says, hell yeah, we Niners fans will always love Jim. What about Fournette? Someone asks, would you take Fournette? Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette. And people forget he's still like tw he's like 28. Like he's still got tires. He's got tread the tires. That's a more realistic situation that I could see. Again, if you're able to fix the offensive line, kind of take it the way that the old Shanahan Broncos used to do. 
you get a good offensive line with a good blocking scheme, it doesn't really matter what running back you put back there. I'm not saying that the Chargers don't need to bring in a running back or devalue it from that circumstance, but I'm just talking about what they're going to be capable to do financially and where you put that on the priority list for what you need to fill outside of bringing in another wide receiver, building up that tight end. Hell, offensive tackle could be rated above that. You got to address the interior defensive line. You have to address corner. How are the Chargers going to prioritize this? Because there are so many holes to fill before the time the season starts. Yep. The dawn of a new era. Honestly, it's, um, oh, Jake, the Chargers put out a video. The Chargers just put out a video here. But let's just let's put this video on. I don't know if we'll be able to hear it, but the Chargers put out a video on Twitter that says this one's for y'all. We'll play it while we kind of finish this thing out here. Jake, the Chargers did it. The Chargers did it. They brought in Jim Harbaugh. They listened to, I think, what almost, hey, we did on our own. We did a poll with almost like 4,000 people. And like 93% of Chargers fans wanted Jim Harbaugh. I don't remember the last time the Chargers fan base, national, local, were this united on a front to bring in a head coach as we have seen with Jim Harbaugh. And we've talked about it, Jake, how important, how pivotal this one is for this Chargers fan base and this franchise. And they did it, man. They did it. I can't, I, I'm still kind of shook right now. I don't know. Like we're, we're literally on this live within minutes of it going out into the public. So like, I haven't even had a chance to really process this except with all of you. And so this night is going to be one. I'm sure a lot of Chargers fans are finally going to be able to maybe fall asleep because geez, people have been up. If you've been losing sleep over the last two weeks, now you got an opportunity to catch up. They did it. They did it. I think so many people were looking for ways that this team would mess this up. And they didn't. The Eagle has landed. The Badger has landed. If you want to, the Wolverine has bat the Badger, the Wolverine has landed. And look, that doesn't mean it's not gonna be a whole lot of work. Doesn't mean it's gonna be a whole lot of tough sledding and digging from the ground. Like this, this is gonna be a lot. But you gotta start somewhere. And I think they started with the best candidate that we have seen come into a coaching pool since I've seen the Chargers need a head coach. Jake, closing words for you on this historic, historic day. Chargers, hire Jim. I'll, I'll end it the same way that I opened the show. This is a day, a week, an offseason for the Chargers to celebrate right now. I've already seen some Chargers fans on Twitter doing videos of them taking a shot in celebration. By all means, I'm actually disappointed because Dan said we did this so fast. I should have a bottle of bourbon right next to me so I could join the rest of you in doing it. But of course I didn't. But trust me when I say I will be doing it as soon as this show is over. So go out, drink responsibly, but take a victory shot for the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh 
because as Dan said, we got him. The dawn of a new era. Consequences iOS's changes here. The Los Angeles Chargers have agreed to terms on a five-year deal for Michigan, former Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Shout out to the Chargers fans in the chat. Shout out to everyone who donated, everyone who participated. Again, please hit that like and subscribe. Go enjoy this evening because, man, I still got chills. This was a big one. We got our guy. Chargers fans can exhale. Now we see what they do. Coaching staff, front office, draft, free agency, trades, all of that. We got you covered here at Chargers Unleashed and LA Football Network. Shout out to everyone. Congratulations to Chargers fans. I know this is a long time coming. Appreciate you guys for tuning in with us. If you have not already done so, please hit that like and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be here a lot. We'll be here a lot. And we got some content coming from some interesting people that we have lined up here. Special guests incoming. Some you may have heard on some TV shows a couple of times or not. Uh, but we'll get to that. Until then, for Jake Hefner, find him on X at Jake T. Hefner. Myself at Dan W. Sports. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And gals, we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.